This is The Dog Days with Ollie Scott, Junior L. Style and Ian McKenzie. And welcome to the Dog Days 2020. All right, lads, how are we doing? Back. Is it back. a heat wave? We're Is back. We're back. Not only are we back, right, we've got a new podcast theme tune, we've got a new podcast artwork, we've got a new podcast drawing, yeah? And a structure's going to come in, but I think I was most impressed with um, with the artwork that I got done. So that's... And a, and a tan. Oh, yeah. we, we got characters, yeah. Characters. Who was... Yeah, shout out to... Um, Tal? To Tide. Oh, Tide, yeah. Tide, yeah. yeah. yeah and well, also shout out to Barry as well. Yeah, Big Baz. Yeah, Big, Big Baz, Baz sort of stuff. Um... Yeah, by the time this goes live, we'll actually have all of those into effect. Really? Yeah, this would be with a new theme tune. Oh, so welcome to your new theme tune. Welcome to your new... Artwork, new energy. Any any feedback will be really welcome. Um, but yes, you are you are hearing our voices for the first time in 2020, and this is a jolly exciting month and year. I'm mainly excited because I feel like we've got our shit together we for have. the first time in a long time. And it feels like not only have we got like the visualization sorted, but we've got the back end of things that you want to learn and deep dive in. I'm feeling a little bit overweight You're I'm very tanned well, I'm know. extremely jet lagged I woke up at 2am this morning which is fantastic how many beers do you drink in Australia mate uh, do you know what quite a few actually yeah it was Christmas, uh, period. Christmas is done Christmas New Year's is done like that boom how was your did you did you enjoy it I, this, this is my favourite Christmas, Christmas and New Year's I had in the last like 10 years why, why? I just let go I had like I enjoyed like, yeah like I enjoyed having so many pints mm. enjoyed having going to the pub in time, with my friends, my dad came back to England for like the first time in eight years, which was lovely. Wow. So I had family time, which I didn't have for a long time. And I overindulged in a lot of food. Yeah. No meat, though, as of as of yet. Really? What did you have on Christmas Day? Christmas Day, we went to... Um, did you have turkey? You know, I went to Steph's and they had a huge turkey and ham. And I think a lot, a lot, of, people, a lot of people have ham, didn't they? Ham, ham, underrated. Yeah. It's the best. Of all I, I, I said I had ham, someone was like, really? I was like, mate. Wait, then, so you did have ham? No, so they were oh, slicing no. up. And then her granddad was like... Give me the death stare, like you've got to have some of this ham. But I promise that the next time I have meat is going to be from a butcher's. If I was to have meat, I don't want to have it from Waitrose. Where's like, that come from? Which one? What is that? No, is that, that that opinion? Why has it got to come from a butcher's? Well, so I know where it's come from and it's clean. Ah, uh, okay. You know what I mean? So someone's what game changes or something, you know, that sort of thing? Or, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Sorry, if you, what do you mean? If you know well, where I'm more subconscious from. about uh, where the like meat comes supermarkets from. Yeah, supermarkets. You don't really know where it comes from. And obviously, there's a lot of people that talk about all the stuff they inject into the chickens that they feed to the supermarkets, at least from the butchers, you know what farm it comes from, you can actually visit the animals, <laughs> so et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Mate, I swear, it sounds a bit weird, but it's true. In theory, you can, but you've not. Yeah, I would I like to see you at a butcher's being like, right, Frank, where the fuck is chicken from? Tell me now. <laughs> Let's go to Glensale Farm. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, they they will tell you where it's from, but yeah, I wouldn't obviously... You'll Google it. Well, the good thing is, I, I guess it's moving on for conscious, you because you, conscious. when you came back this time last year, you were still convincing the world that alkaline was a diet. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I think I'm most excited about this month because you know I was a huge advocate for um, Dr. Sebi, who was a doctor who 
actually rest in peace, rest in peace, Doctor Sebi, who was a massive advocate in the alkaline diet, and we know that Wim Hof also is a big advocate in Alkaline. alkalizing your body because yeah. their theory is that if you alkalize your body, no disease can survive in an alkalized state, right? right. And okay. the foods that we consume every day are acidic mm. and they're consumed with all these chemicals that we don't know what goes in them. So their theory is you eat organic, you eat natural, you eat you know, non-pesticide GMO foods, mm. it'll cleanse your body and then obviously Wim Hof then goes more into it mm. that breathing can alkalize your body and release the body from disease. Which could be disease what? could be from anything from flu uh, to what type of yeah. I mean, well, Doctor Sebi, disease. this is what I mean. So they, yeah, Doctor Sebi has <laughs> provenly mm. cured cancer in he some hasn't. patients. But I, you know, okay. look, I'm a huge believer in balance now, mm. and I never, I was, I never was because I think everyone's bodies are different, and I think this month is so exciting for us three because all our bodies are different, mm. and something might work for me might not work for you might not work for you. You might need your body might need me. I think that's what I find really interesting because you know. Again, if you haven't picked it up, this month we're focusing purely around diet, nutrition, and, and habits. I feel like it is horses for courses. And I, my, my guess is at the end of this month is that we're going to feel like, okay, we've learned that balance is really important and, we, and we've learned that you should have a majority of your diet should be plant-based, but certain humans will need B12, which apparently is a really important sure, only you to get be from me, yeah. yeah. So I don't know, that, that's what I'm predicting, but we could... Why, you know, why did you stare at me when you said B12 then? You said I don't get enough B12. I just brother. think you look like someone doesn't get enough B12. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just... not the first time I've been accused of not getting enough B12. Really? Yeah, Harry Ratcliffe said that to me. Really? I think it's a it's a it's a convincing um anti-vegan mm. argument, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You don't yeah, get sure. any B12. Because that, that is the interesting thing. I don't know, like in the last six months, obviously veganism has become huge. It's been tied into things like it's not just diet and what's good for your body it's mm. now been tied into a political agenda with the environmental sure. studies and extinction yeah. rebellion and all that stuff we've already spoken about so i think i think the, the movement against it is yes carnivore focus but mm. also it's people that are kind of ignoring the fact that you know there are all these problems going on with the environment so it's like the the argument against this kind of vegan movement now isn't just about the diet no, itself no. No, yeah, and i kind yeah, of yeah. I kind of want to make this more around nutrition and our yeah, bodies. Yeah, I don't think we should. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With this, none of the food we're discussing is, is it's not about the environment. No. It's just about, let's just talk the about benefits what's good about, yeah, optimising yeah. you as a human, 100%. giving you energy. I and agree. I think that's interesting because when um, I went Kevin for a bit last uh, November. Sorry, what was Kevin? Uh, you know, Kevin Keegan vegan. Fucking hell. <laughs> you know, who told That's her? not going to take off. It is, mate, it's taken off. No, what, he was saying, I've gone Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. <laughs> Everyone's gone Kevin in, in, uh, in this, Jan. Because well, it's, 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 it's Kevin Yuri, isn't it? Yeah, it's something that tries. It is, it's vegan. No, what is it? Veganuary. Veganuary. That doesn't Veganuary. sound right, is it? Veganuary. <laughs> Veganuary. Yeah, anyway, look, it's the month where a lot of people are trying it. In fact, I've had a few of the guys that. Um, while Jamie, who was criticising me for doing it, is trying it this month. Anyway, I know it's Weatherspoons, all these kind of places. It's everywhere now. Mm. The products that they're promoting are predominantly mm. vegan products. Yeah. Like, even spoons, you would have thought the most sort of, like, beer, pint, pie sort of place. Yeah. Vegan, like, in the shop window. And when you go on the app, it's popping up with vegan options. So, But when I tried it, I never felt any... There's lots of kind of reasons why I might not feel any benefits, but I didn't feel... Energized. Yeah. I, I felt quite low, but also I think when you're vegan, you can sometimes be like, well, like crisps are vegan, aren't they? Just mm. it's still just like binge and compulsive. Yeah, I think people misconsume vegan to actually just because you say I like you're that, vegan. misconsume. I, you meant to say misconstrue, but I like the idea of misconsuming vegan. 
No, it also works. It doesn't also work. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. Okay, but anyway. Um, they misconstrue. Misconstrue. Construe. Yeah. Misconstrue. Edit that one bit out. Yeah. <laughs> that just because you're vegan doesn't mean you're healthy, right? The things that vegans, like you said, just because you know, biscuit might be vegan, Chris mm. are vegan, and you sometimes when you think you overindulge in that side of things, because yeah. being vegan or eating organic is actually very hard. Yeah, it's very hard. It's the same as gluten free. Remember that was a thing. But actually, gluten free things are quite made of sugar. Yeah. Like there's, it doesn't mean you're then healthy. That's gone out the window, hasn't it? And I feel like okay, there are certain people like my sister's boyfriend suffers badly from uh, being uh, completely celiac, yeah. which you can't tolerate. That's gluten. really hard. It's that awful, hard, yeah. and you actually like he gets ulcers inside of him and on his tongue and his mm. mouth everywhere. But so he's actually gluten intolerant. Whereas before veganism came along, the thing to be was gluten free. Yes. And and now that's kind of gone. No one's really speaking about, is that gluten-free? It's a lot more like, what are your vegan options? So I think there is like a fashionable, on vogue selection of diet because it's what the rest of the world are doing or it's what Netflix is talking about. And not so much, is this good for my body? I've got a compelling thing to ask one of these nutrition experts that we're going to get on this month. You know, Quinn's one of our friends, Harry's sister. Yeah. He ha- she went to uh, go into veganism for political reasons. And she was like, actually, I think for the environment... I think that's what we should do. She went vegan and was completely deficient, like had all these no, bizarre symptoms yeah. and I like, lost a lot of weight, couldn't put any weight back on, was like, right, I'm going to go back to eating meat. But then she'd grown an intolerance to meat. So she's now stuck as a vegan oh. and she has to take all these supplements mm. because she went down that route because she was so conveyed to do that. But she went so hardcore the other way. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I, for well, me, body, where, where are you at the moment then, Pooch? I'm just, I'm, I'm eating fish again, so I'm pescatarian. I'm pescatarian. I think everyone's getting up as that. Yeah. I'm pescatarian. I had, I had some turkey on Christmas Day because out of sympathy turkey because yeah. my dad cooked a big. I don't know why he had a big one, but he cooked a big one and it was kind of like. 14 people turkey and two of us there so I had a bit of it but I wasn't like oh yeah I've missed this I don't actually to be honest when you step out of me it's not like you crave it no I craved a little bit of something when that's why I went to fish it was kind of like the b12 thing made me paranoid and, mm. and you just feel that when you have like a workout you feel like when you eat a bit of fish it's like Replenishing. Yeah, replenishing, like, because it's quite, yeah, fishy, oily. I think think that's the thing. Fat's really important. I'm reading a book at the moment on on the whole thing. But I just, for me, I think it's another thing about this month, although nutrition is really key and I want to deep dive in all of these subjects, the habit side of things is tough. How did you, okay, so I, I want to speak a little bit about setting resolutions as well because I... Every year, I say this every year, for the last two years, I've sat on a plane and I've used that normally, it would be an hour and a half from Norway, to reflect on my year and I'll write a whole thing about the year and what happened. I I use my photo album to go through and I'll sort of go, okay, in January, that's what I was doing. So I'll write a thing about January. I did that once and I was like, I don't really get anything from that at all. Mm -hmm. And then I did another thing and I was like, I was just, I was trying to get myself into the headspace of like planning and setting resolutions, but I I couldn't. I wrote so many things down as things for this and rank and unknown and things personally and it's just words. I just right? I've not really I've not written anything on paper which I've gone well yeah that's my normal I'm going to fucking do that this month. Yeah, I think it's kind of why I've ended up basing it around this podcast now. I'm just going to go like to be honest, we're always perpetually growing as a, as a trio. We're always looking into ways that we can self improve. I feel like the most exciting thing that we can do this year is to deep dive in things on a monthly basis. Yeah. So and forget then, everything else and be like, right, this is my month around nutrition. I'm going to see how much I can learn in that in that month. Because I think I, I think I said this on the first podcast that we did. There are so many self improvement books, and you can like super overindulge in different mm-hmm. things that you end up learning and take away nothing. 
So I think yeah, I think with January, I think it's a chance for ev- like for, for ev- people to have a new new start with things that didn't agree on in the last year, right? Whether that's new habits. But I think with people, what we like to tend to do, especially I did it last year, was I over on my New Year's resolutions, I wrote like ten down for my relationship, for my mm. um, health, for my thing, and it was just too much. And then by the end of the year, I was like, holy fuck, I actually didn't get to do any any of them. Mm. So this year, I've only done three per per sector. So relationships, I've done three goals I want to achieve. Yeah. Health, three goals I want to achieve. Realistic targets, right? And I think as humans, I, I watched something this morning on, on the show this morning. Mm. There was a doctor on there. He had a book called The Five Minute Workout. And he was saying that as humans, when we over... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? When we start with bigger two, the big habits, when we suddenly like change something too quick and it's too big, yeah. as humans, we just naturally don't want to do it or we, we do it for a week. So we're in, in January. We, we make a huge change in January. Yeah. Then by February, we're like, oh, like, fuck, that wasn't really working for me. But if you add a small habit onto something that you're already kind of doing in the last year, mm. that's more realistic. And he said something that's quite good. This is the fact that I was telling you about. 56% of what we do every day is not conscious, but it's... Uh, Unconscious. It's, no, it's through habit. Yeah. It's habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that this is the thing. It's called the efficiency trick, right? So your your brain is conditioned from the beginning of, of you starting to do the, the whatever is the path of least resistance. Yeah. So what, the whole time your brain is trying to work out the easiest thing to do. So like if it's uh, if it's eating... You know that the thing in the fridge is what you're going to eat, and yeah. without even thinking about it, you've eaten a sandwich in your fridge that you shouldn't have. So, like, you're right, and Ian, you're reading Andy's book at the moment as yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to. Well, I was waiting. Have you finished on your? Sort yeah, of yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. It's so, just... yeah, I mean, I spent Christmas. It was quite a still period, so I, I, I quite guilty of it, but I spent it kind of looking into the future, not really sort of living in that sort of present moment. But I think that's good when you go away, you have that kind of period. But. Yeah, like you, I ended up writing like a laundry list. And I actually, having read Andy Ramage's book, so my tactic this year, which I haven't done before, is to like buy, I bought an A4 sort of 20, 2020 uh, diary, which is over there. So it's like living day by day um, and writing like a list of goals and then reading Andy Ramage's book, Let's Do This, which is a really good book. Andy, you know, he's a great author. And also the fact he's British, I find it yeah. for some reason just a lot more easier to to relate to. Um, and yeah, how he did, he, because he had this 28 day framework for the book that you read one year, no, the alcohol free challenge, challenge. he's changed using that model for sort of developing any or achieving any habit by forming, sorry, achieving any goal by forming a new habit. And essentially, um, you basically, how it will start you for, for the first sort of 28 days, let's say in a year you have 12 habits you want to achieve. So Mm -hmm. that's one every month. You then distill the, the 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 goal into a habit which you can work on every single day for 28 days. And effectively, as we've seen, studies show that after 28 days, um, a habit becomes... Sorry, a... What, what's it before? An action. An action becomes, becomes yeah. a habit. So, for example, my, my, my priority this month is getting back into movement, feeling sort of healthy and, and fitness again. So how I start the day is you, you write down every... For repetition, the goal. So the goal is... And it can be as loose as this. I want to be fit and healthy, for example. Okay, so then in the morning, the question is, before you look at your technology, um, what am I going to do today to, to get me, you know, within reach within the, that goal? With that, within mm-hmm. that goal. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, when you're lying on your bed, like, what did I do today to get me within that goal? And then you mark it out of 10. But then also, in Andy's book, he makes you uh, reflect upon five other elements every every day as well. So that's your sleep, your movement, your your clear thinking and, and he's basically trying to get you to think of those sort of bread and butter basics mm. and then mark them out of 10 and keep uh, monitoring something i've noticed immediately is for me 
sleep is is what's dictating my yeah, life. It's important because if I'm getting a lack of sleep, I I just wake up in the morning and, and feel like you've seen my energy. It's probably improved yeah. recently, and it's because I'm focused on my sleep, which is what this book's prompting you to do. How how do you? Because obviously we had Natalie Panacotta. How have you yeah, found yeah. focus on your sleep? I, I don't really have so much issues with falling asleep. My problem is. Um, if I can commit to falling asleep, I'll fall asleep, but it's the it's the initial sort of commitment. So distractions around you beforehand. I'm really bad with the phone. We spoke to um uh, we spoke to John Dicey from Alan Carr, and you know he's got the book because smartphone addiction is a real thing. And for yeah. me, it's um it's all linked to my habit and all linked to my got my daily routine is is when I'm I can see my procrastination is just that. And if I'm on that phone for like I can do like two hours at a time, I can like distract myself. You know, if I can bring myself away from that, I've, I've cleaned the house, stopped the bottom, I've been doing so many things, and those mm. keep energising you throughout the day. Exactly. Um, but yeah, sorry, to, to sleep, I don't really have too much of an issue. It's just making sure reading helps, right? So if you, yeah. if I was going to bed at like 10 and making a concerted effort not to, to, to go on my phone and then just trying to read like from 10 yeah. to 11. It's, it's all about forming good habits, right? It's all about forming good habits that are achievable. But, but the, that's, that's why it's... Achievable. But that's why it's important. With this structure, you can achieve those exactly. 12 that's goals. I mean. yeah. And I've got like a, the list of goals I want to do. And, mm. and to be honest, like I will technically have achieved two this month with employment and you know, feeling fit exactly. and healthy again. Mm. And then that's like, oh, it's not... Like, to be honest, Ollie, you're... And you two are very. You've already got a very instilled habit for exercise. Like you two, are, you're yeah, always. Exercise is, that's is, a habit you have that other people don't. You've, yeah. So that's that's. It's a good way that's to like start. a tick, isn't it? Because yeah, you've sure. got that entwined into your life. I haven't got that. Yeah. So there's other. But if you think of that as a habit that you've been successful in, it's like, how can you turn your other goals into something that's a non-negotiable in your life? It's true, actually. I just I wonder what the goal because my, I guess some of the goals that I have at the moment are quite big and I. I a lot of it is exploring the unknown. So for rank, for example, I don't know how and what to expect from that. All I want to know, I just want to get it somewhere. Mm. But I know that every day I wake up with that burning energy. What, what metric it. can you apply to that, though? Like, well, what, what's getting somewhere? Sales or...? Yeah, sales. I mean, like, sales, I, I said today in the meeting, we want to get to, like, 200 sales a month or whatever. Okay. Or, or it could be getting uh, one million pounds worth of investment or something. Yeah. I don't know, like... Again, we, we're, we're at such a beginning stage. I think, for me, it all comes down to organisation. My biggest factor or limiting factor is organization and it's like how i'm prioritization of time and all of that comes down to the organization i have and again organization comes down to habits mm. so it's like what do i do that's really bad that i should not do um and i when i was at my most organized like every morning i would write you know the things i was most grateful for and the things that i wanted to achieve that day and then i'd break down okay well how am i going to achieve those things it just again it mm. takes attaching that habit it's called habit stacking isn't it where yeah. you put habits onto other habits that sort of trigger yeah, the exactly. other habits. That's what, that's what he was saying this morning. You have to put habits onto things that you're really kind of doing. Yeah. So it triggers a new habit. Mine was necking a pint of water. This is actually a really good one. I might have already mentioned it. Necking a pint of water in the morning. If you want to say that like one of your goals is to start exercising in the morning, well, it's also important to hydrate in the morning as well. Yeah, it, it, once you've necked a full pint of water, you can't sleep. Like, it's, it's bizarre. Like, you, you'll neck it and be like, fucking hell. Uh, and you get back into your bed, and then you, all you think about uh, is getting to the gym. I think that's a good place to start with diet and nutrition. I think water, like I've got this because I haven't seen you of it. Water mm. hydration is like an immediate thing you can do to probably lose a few pounds. Yeah, yeah, one hundred. But like, it's true. I think everyone needs to wake up and drink a pint of water. I don't. I think that's a non-negotiable. Like, yeah. it's so good for your health to do that. It just makes you a lot more alert. Yeah. Everyone says that you should do that. So that's tip one. That is tip one. Nutrition yeah. First I mean, step. Yeah, I don't think we're not moving far off, but I mean, habit, like you said, habit that all three of us are doing, I think it does lead back to starting a new diet or starting a new mm. nutrition, especially this month, is you have to apply 
some, if you want to start a new diet, don't go full in like you've, I've eaten meat for 20 years and suddenly I'm just going to cut out meat. Yeah. What I think is important to know about, and we'll get this from experts, uh, diet and nutrition is that a, there's a stigma attached to diet, and rightly so. I think that the the industry itself has been pretty cruel in in making people like go on diets because I don't think that's what this is about. It's about for me, it's just about finding like my outcome at the end of this is to have a better relationship with food, and 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 over a course of a week, you know, I might eat something bad, I might mm. eat something. I don't think bad and good is a good thing to do with food. It's mm. to label it. But it's about having a wholesome, like, sort of meal plan that's enjoyable to eat and then energizes you to to, to yeah. exercise. Yeah. It's not. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna go Keegan, <laughs> gonna go Kevin for a month, and I'm gonna starve myself of nutrients and find that myself like. Because if you go too far in a diet, you'll end up getting an eating disorder. You'll end yeah, up like starving, like intermittent mm-hmm. fasting. I tried that. I'm the wrong person to try that. If you're not self-disciplined, you try intermittent fasting. I think it's a nightmare because you're basically starving yourself for 12 hours, but you don't trust your eating habits anyway. So if you starve yourself for 12 hours, you're just going to go and eat shit and eat loads and loads and loads and loads and be like, why did you do that to me? I should not starve myself. Yeah, I think it's exciting to have one of our guests, Tish, um, she's got her own e-book and she was a vegan, Mm full-on vegan, and she had an alkaline recipe book, etc. But she now eats meat. So it's it's these people that I want to learn from because it's so hard to, especially when I was vegan, it's so hard to know what's actually good for your body. Like, what if I eat meat? Will that optimize me doing better in the gym? If I don't, you know, it's. it's... Also, by the way, big respect for Tish for doing that. I think I read something the other day. Like, it takes this one thing to be courageous yeah. and, and go and, and write a book about veganism. Oh, it's called balance, and that's what I love. It's another thing to then come out of that and be like, by the way, like I know I said it's all about not eating meat, yeah. but more research has shown that I probably should be eating meat for myself. Like, yeah. that's big to be able to do that. I'd love to, I, you know, I wonder, you look at the Game Changers debate that happened on the Joe Rogan podcast, I wonder if enough if enough data showed that meat is important to have in your diet, whether it's 5 or 10%, would he come out and be like, okay. It's, <laughs> it's funny you say that. I saw the, you remember the big I Quit Sugar lady, the facade of all that, like, oh. everyone's quitting sugar. sugar. The, you know that I became a trend, sugar, 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 oh, sugar. Oh, sugar, sugar, yeah, yeah. But that's because that, but that, that uh, book that came out, like, I Quit Sugar and You Should Too, she was talking about how she eats chocolate. <laughs> okay. But anyway, it was still a very good movement and it was a welcome yeah. movement because it made people start being, oh, that's got sugar. Everyone started I guess these sugar. are last one. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movement. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movement. Positive. So I remember that um, that McDonald's film, was it Super Size Me? And he, like, he was on that, it was a movie yeah, about a yeah, guy yeah. who just ate McDonald's for, like, two months. And I just, it's so unrealistic. Like, yeah, yeah. Should, yes, everyone knows McDonald's is unhealthy. Anyone who eats McDonald's every day for two months Anyone who eats fucking chocolate, it could be anything. anything. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Do you know? That just had a flashback. I was overweight in school, right? And um, I just had a flashback of where my science teacher was like, put this film on, and I was like being clowning around, distracted. I knew she just wanted to say, "Fucking watch this, you fat." <laughs> I could just see it, and I remember at the time thinking, like, "This is aimed at me." Yeah, I should really pay attention, and this is really awkward. But I was still like, clowning about, and she was just like watching me, shaking her head, like. There's so many films that there's so many like what the health. There's conspiracy. There's all yeah. these films that um, we could. But they have. They have to be that okay. Like Extinction Rebellion, and we've seen with all these movements. Like it's like putting your tooth in a in a pint of coke for a, a week, and it dissolves. No shit. Like I think if you put it in anything, yeah. it dissolves. Yeah, these things are to, to demonstrate the extremity of just how bad it would be if you were to have that the whole time in your life. Yeah, I think it's a good... Sorry. I, I had nowhere else to go with that apart from 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's good to clarify. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're having discussed just now, we, we clearly don't want to go on any sort of agenda. It's just about yeah. finding foods that help fuel you as a person and suit you with your sort of aesthetics. Is there anything you're going to try this month, diet-wise, nutrition-wise? You're doing the water front, so you're going to... Well, no, water, I mean, that's a habit. I, I've always actually had this habit. This got confusing, drinking two litres of water because I was buying plastic bottles every day. Oh, yeah. And, like, carrying that around, I couldn't deal with... Well, it was more the, you know, it's a bit bad to be doing that now, isn't it? Just cool. buying a new bottle every day. Mm. So this is, like, a perfect solve. Well, diet-wise, then? Is there anything that the gym try this, this, this month? Um, yeah, I'm actually cooking a lot now, which I'm... I just want to have, like maybe five meals, which I know... I, I want to get back to that kind of like, it's tasty, but it's like reasonable for you. Because mm. I don't like... I think a lot of us have gone down that route of broccoli, rice... Um, it was chicken. chicken or broccoli, yeah, rice, salmon. Chicken. You know it's good for you, but really is that... Is that fun? Like, is that something... Are, are you going to be a great dinner party no. host? Can I say then on that, we've I just bought a book um, and everyone... Do you know what's quite fun when you actually put a little poll out on your Instagram and people that actually reply? Yeah, yeah. It's a really, it's a really good way of getting information back from people. I wrote because one of my things before the new year, I wanted to get cooking again, and I was like, "Is there any good cookbooks out there where you can still be healthy and they're, and they're tasty?" Like we're saying, it's like the age-old question. Sure. I had a few recommendations for James Haskell, and I was like, "No, he's not really known for his cooking." But then somebody recommended Ottolenghi Simple, mm-hmm. and like I had. 10 recommendations for this book. Wow, amazing. Unbelievable. And, and it is, it's quite heavily, it's vegetable focused. Like there's like three out of five chapters around like um, roasting vegetables and different dishes you can do with that. But then there is meat. It's actually almost broken down as to how your diet should be. And the, and the meals are unbelievable. And they, it, the whole thing is, it's called Otolenghi Simple because no thing should have any more than 10 ingredients. Yeah, it's still made to taste amazing. Yeah. So I think yeah, I, I want to. I think if I can get good at cooking, yeah. like three of those. See, with home cooking, I think it's, it's it's hard because I love it, I enjoy it, but then again, it's time consuming, right? And we live such a fast paced life, especially living in London, living in the city. Mm. You've got a new job coming up. We're you know I'm in London a lot, and with diet, how it's so hard to mm. keep a healthy diet when you're just on the move. 24-7 because you just end up eating out you end up buying a sandwich here and it's you know it's almost like someone should create like a nutrition powder that they call you know right. it tastes nice no but, this is, no, this is, no but you can talk into it so obviously you've created something to benefit you know what we need every that is what we were speaking about today yeah. and I, I shameless plug but we Elliot and I created rank yeah okay it was a funny joke and we said why are all, all smoothies sugary and all the green juices out there aren't already like green they're just full of fucking cucumber and pineapple but actually, it, things are being created now for people on the go. And I think diet is becoming such an important part of everyone's life. We've been sort of conned into drinking things like Barocca and having multi-bits that our body just pisses out straight away. Yeah. This, I genuinely think powdered greens, whether it's my it's brand or somebody else. Yeah, and Aubrey Marcus and lots of nutritionists will speak about it. It's the nearest thing to how your body would normally consume a vegetable or consume a super green or whatever. In, in a condensed tablet yeah. isn't and you might get like and the condensed tablets are just those ingredients and I think the health and nutrition industry like you were saying earlier has been it's a bit of a fallacy like they've you, you go to Holland and Barra and all of the things that you want to just have in one will be in like 50 different products and if you do get the multivitamin you know that that's far too much for your body to sure. consume so it just goes Poof, and ejects it mm. so no one greens powders are coming through the problem is they taste like shit yeah. And, the, and the hard thing is, how do you get people to try that and, and fix it into their day-to-day? Yeah, I think those are important. It'd be good to learn more about, yeah, supplements and things like that, yeah. actually. But but for me, I to, to your point, 
what the struggle is um eating without spending a lot of money like in between like meetings or yeah. in between whatever like what do you eat because it's so easy just to buy a wrap and you know that's, that's I mean. really got no sort of nutritional it content takes 10 minutes you get a wrap and it fills you up and you're and, like yeah. and as much as you know drinks are, are good to get the nutrition and everything in but it's like you want to eat yeah you want to be you want to fill yourself as well don't mm, you yeah but you don't want to cook at home either as in like bring your stuff in lunch no that oh. that's something i will I don't think I'll... I used to love it, but this is just so... Like, it's like, hanging to have that Sweaty box. salad box. Because you, you, can do it, you can do it once, and you're like, oh, that was pretty easy, but yeah. then it's like... That's the habit, that's the habit, that's right? That's the habit, yeah. It's yeah, like, how, that, if you can, for one month, focus on that, building that as a habit, you will. But that's that's the thing, is those are the habits we'll be talking about and, like, introducing them. Is that something that you want to use your precious time to make a habit? You know, yeah. 28 days focus of... That is the thing about... It is a good habit, but... Yeah, do I care enough? Like, I think... A lot of these things, it comes down to, like, do I... Literally, do I give a fuck enough about that thing to want to habitualise it? Because if not, it's going to be a, it's going to be hard to make that habit. Yeah. Like, I think it's all well and good saying, if you do this 28 days in a row, you'll have a habit out of it. Yeah, do that 28 days in a row. That's hard. And I think if you, if you experience that this is a really tough habit to keep, I don't think it's worth it. See, yeah, for me, I... When I see a change or I feel a difference, mm. I like to cling on to it. Whereas I'm quite quick, and if I try something for a week... And I don't feel any, like you said, you didn't feel any anything really different. I just switch back to doing what I'm so used yeah. to. Where in fact it takes, what was it you I think we had it before, it takes like 30 days for someone to actually Yeah. Or well, it's 28 or 30 30 days. Yeah. What, what's so tricky with diet that there's so many variables in, in energy levels. That's why yeah. I couldn't trust like going Kevin. I couldn't really understand if I did it well because I was still eating like junk foods. Yeah. I need to know how. For me, I'm prepared to try veganism again or whatever. I don't veganism sounds weird. I'm prepared to try it again, but I'd like to know from someone that's made like a really, you know, a nice vegan recipe book, yeah. mm. you know, very tasty meals, yeah. and then be like, okay, these are very tasty and they're nutritious. These are the benefits for what you're gonna Yeah, because I was cooking stuff like blind, like mm. is this has got no dairy or meat, so is that it's vegan, but you know I had the most is fun that on nutritious? a ketogenic diet. I'm sorry, but that is the tastiest well, wonderful really, really, diet really in the had, world. You had lard. Yeah, Get literally. Coffee. I was put, I was spooning butter. That into was my weird. Coffee. But, but people get ripped up. But I, I, get ripped I, up. I got so I lost so much fat. I tried that diet. It was weird. You're like you buy. I was just buying cream and like <laughs> drinking cream. You drink, but cream. it says you can because it's like you need fat. Yeah, and you're just drinking cream. It's basically the reskin Atkins diet. There, there's there's a whole argument for it saying that's how humans used to eat. Yeah, apparently. But like, what confuses yeah. me is like. On one hand, uh, red meat is supposed to be carcinogenic, and on the other hand, you can eat it as much as you want. <laughs> so that's yeah. what's so that keto it is confusing, isn't it? But it's keto is very world. confusing because technically these people are, you know, at risk of cancer yeah. because they're eating predominantly red meat on a daily basis. I think it's also based on the outcome that you want. Like I, th I, I think all three of us want the same outcome, which is to have a nutritious diet, keep a lean, muscular physique, and be I'm going to definitely cut alcohol this month. I know it's a bit cliche in January after you've been yeah, losing, yeah. but I just obviously when I used to I used to, when I used to play football and stuff, mm. I was Did you did you? What? Did you used to play football? Yeah, I used to do back in the day, do you know what I mean? But <laughs> I was so used best. to I was so used to not drinking that when I did drink it was like quite nice. Mm. But especially in this year I've had off going habit. being back in England and being with you fuckers, mm. going to the pub. Thing is I have barely had a drink with you, so don't blame me, boy. Or Oliver Scott. But no, but you get used to, especially working in London, like you said, you get used to just having a gin and tonic after work or mm. a, a pint after work. And alcohol makes you feel like shit. Yeah, man. Like it actually does. I've, I've really... And that's a huge... Because when you drink alcohol, it's a huge part of diet and nutrition. You drink alcohol, 
you'll eat shit the next day. Yeah, yeah. that's... Like, that's 100%. Well, in the evening and in the next day. Yeah. And it takes up your energy, you lie on the sofa, it's fucked. I've really grown... I've actually grown quite annoyed with alcohol. And actually how much... <laughs> it's funny, because the friendship circle that I, we've built around us is a boozy friendship circle, and that's kind of... I wouldn't change it for the world. No. I, I, I really struggled. So I, on the holiday to Australia, I asked for two days out. I was like, by the way, guys, I'm just... I had to give a warning. I was like, I want to have at least two days out of drinking. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. And, mate, to actually have that the day off drinking, I got, like, berated the whole day. And then when we got to Sydney, berated again for that day not drinking. And then I was coming back, and I was leaving, this uh, thing is leaving party, and I got berated for not drinking. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'll just get drunk. Yeah. I had to... I, I don't understand how there's this, like, stigma about not being drunk on a night. OK, <laughs> OK, let me... Can I caveat? I think it's like the sword you play. Well, how, what's that phrase? I think that like because you've the bed played, you've made. Yeah, I think the bed you've made, unfortunately, is that you've been in those positions where other people haven't wanted to drink. Yeah, either. maybe. And that's get but, it, Daniel. Yeah, maybe. But, but I, I don't think that's fair. But now. you know, I know not I now. Really but you know what it's now. like. Like when you when you're on the person, someone else isn't. Like you've. you've well, I know it's annoying, but this, but now because I've done so much work around it. Yeah, you've now you've Andy on and, that's, and doing. But not I everyone. Two dry months last, last not year. everyone realizes yeah. that. I guess. I know. How good do you feel by doing a like by doing a amazing? Drink? I feel amazing when I don't drink alcohol. I wake up earlier. I go to like I go to. I know I'm going to go to the gym. Mm. I drink more water, and my health, my mind's clear. No brain fog. I believe there should be no alcohol. Like this in, month, you know, in general, whatever. if oh, no one ever did it, it wouldn't be a problem. Of course, because you'd still be able to have good fun. You'd actually be more in, t- in turn with your actual ability. We to would have fun. need some because I'm actually well, to I've switch got, off. I, I guess I can't bang off and I can't you know because alcohol is a big part of my life. So I think. I, there are still elements of alcohol that I think would not exist in society without it. What do you mean? Tequila. No, I just mean, like, there are things that happen on, like... Whilst, whilst you want to... Yeah, we, we need to switch off sometimes, and you need to switch... I, I think that's why I... So on Friday or well, Saturday, whatever, end of the week, and again, this is habit, and it's one of those habits that I've had to fight for, like, really hard not to fall back into. There is this kind of, like, wave... And I remember having that on that therapy call with that, that guy... And he said, like, what is this, you know, um, wave that you have where you, you kind of you beat yourself up and you work really hard and you go to the gym in the morning and you, you, you know, almost work yourself to the point of distress and then you have to almost reward yourself or even punish yourself. Because yeah. actually, I, f- I feel wonderful towards the end of the week on Friday. And then naturally, it's, either, it's like a masochistic thing or it's a reward-focused thing. But it's a fallacy of a reward because you feel terrible the next day. Yeah, so, yeah. so I just... I, That's very much what the Alan Carr book looks into, doesn't it? It's, uh, it's yeah, like yeah. when you... Because with alcohol, you'll be like, oh, it gives me all this. and you. But alcohol, I would say, probably gives... It gives you a benefit as opposed to cigarettes that don't. Yeah. But technically, I guess it probably doesn't alcohol. But it's the benefits that, as society, we've built up. The decompression. To, yeah. It's like the most unhealthy way to remove stress from your body immediately. But yeah, you, you, you delay the stress for the next day. Want, yeah, it does. And then, and then it all... And it multiplies. It, it, it multiplies. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It multiplies. You delay it, but then it comes in by like fours. But you'll see that with people going back to work on Monday. They call it the most depressing day of the year because mm-hmm. pre-Christmas, they were all in the session, blah, 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 and they just shun their responsibilities with work to just drink it all away, have a lot of fun, and it comes back on a Monday, and it's like, yeah... These are all the responsibilities that yeah. you just switched off with by drinking all month in December. I, I know this sounds really cliche, but I think this is going to be the year for me that I can... I go two weeks without drinking and not think that's the most amazing achievement in the world. Like, I, I really want to remove it from habit, where it's like every Friday or every Saturday or whatever, someone's having some sort of drinks-focused thing. Mm. And, that, and actually, the activities now that I get excited about doing, instead of boozing, I get more excited about now. 
I You're into your gardening at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm with Alan Titchmarsh and Charlie Dimmick at the moment. <laughs> Alan Titchmarsh. That was ground floor for you. Anyway, yeah, just, yeah, so on the food, I think, um, yeah, a habit that sometimes uh, easily happens. I noticed on New Year's Eve I managed not to do it, but, yeah, you're right with drinking associated to food because if you have, like, this wall, no, I don't really eat that, I'm, I'm well-disciplined, I don't eat these kind of mm. foods, have four pints. Yeah. I'm like, ah, fuck. Ben, fuck yeah. that Ian that doesn't want to like not eat all that stuff I'll just go ham and eat what I want yeah. but it'd be interesting to, to find a, I don't know how we can really talk about alcohol and diets it does go two and two it it's hard to keep consistent what you eat yeah. when you drink because you can just want to eat everything don't you yeah. what do you want what do you want to get out of this month by the end of this month what do you so, want to similarly to Ian I would I, I think it's actually more the um, I think understanding of what I need nutritionally for my body Understanding how I can keep it consistently when the months when the, when the months passed, um, I also want to know the, the, a tasty meal or three that I can cook. Like that sounds really basic, right? No, but, but yeah, like what what do I need to have optimum uh, energetic performance? Not and then really. secondly, after that, aesthetically, how can I maintain a good lean body that's you know replenished after working out and no, stuff? No. Yeah, well, yeah, it will be an argument. No. And that's why it's a bit of a dud month, because if, it, if I don't booze this month and I've, and I've also dieted as well, that's like double time. The, the results are going to be a bit out. Are your end results always linking back to your physique? Abs? Uh, it's it's it a big metric. Been, uh, yeah. For me, it's it is a big metric. I know if I can see... Oh, I sound so wanky, but if I can see all oh, my abs... No, but it's weird, isn't it? You look yourself it's in the weird, mirror. Yeah, but it's weird, yeah, but it's the truth. Self-image is so the truth. It's, it's worth discussing. If I, if I can't see my abs, I can have the best everything else in my body... I'll be like, shit body. I've got a tattoo on my head and my stomach now, so I can't even see my abs, which is annoying. So I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, but, but do you think that's the right... You're wired the right way to understand what's good for your health? Well, it's just it, by, my, by my abs. Yeah. No, do you know what? I, I think it's you, all... Because you could get abs from... You could lose all your fat from not eating anything and have abs. I think it's linked yeah, with... Technically. Diet, I genuinely do think... I, I don't think it's just physique. I do think it's linked with your mental state, your physical state. And also, like how you feel. Is that the metric then? Because I think okay, feeling is a big part. Feeling because at the moment yeah. I am I'm shattered from, from jet lag, but I I miss the feeling of being energized. And I've I think normally I feel quite energized. So I, I just I hope that the diet I, I end up landing on it is consistent energy. It'd be interesting to see what that's like when alcohol when when I'm more in my normal sort of drinking yeah. route or whatever. Yeah. I think that's my two metrics. Real. Those are my two metrics. It's. Can I see my abs? And do I feel Good, great yeah. on a Friday? Yeah. For, yeah, so for me, it's uh, knowing... So, because already then, I think that leads into what Ollie said, leads into the idea that you're in a controlled diet. For me, it's just... That's just what I eat. And I'm not in a diet anymore. I just enjoy you know, eating like this and it's also good for me. That's that's great. Yeah. But I don't want to be constantly in a state of diet. relying on willpower and thinking, oh, no, I have to eat this way. Because yeah. the problem is if you go down the keto diet, mm. it's not sustainable, it? is it? No, You're just course. like, oh, well, I'm to keto, Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got sick of, like, drinking, yeah. like, pints of cream. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Okay, so it's learning what my 80% diet is. Yeah, yeah and but then... F- not, 80, 20, and, and then, yeah. yeah, what your 80% diet is and then actually... That isn't a punishment. It's actually something you can sustain. It's an enjoyable easily. way of living. Yeah, I'm exactly. I, think, I just don't want to think about food anymore. Like as a stress, it's yeah. more just like oh, food. We should pleasure from Enjoy it, but it. it doesn't have mm. to be pleasurable and unhealthy and boring. Yeah. It can be pleasurable and yeah. exciting. I think I'm exactly. Sorry, the, I'm, I'm exactly the same in the sense of I want to be able to sustain a nice and healthy diet 
that makes me feel optimized and energized like you like i yeah. want to feel good you know i don't want to eat healthy for a week and then not feel not feel different yeah like not feel any benefits from it yeah because there's a lot of this shit going around like everyone's saying like, oh yeah it makes you feel great does it actually mm. like i i have not really been on a diet where i've gone hey i feel great no i Normally, if I don't drink, I feel great. That is the biggest thing that I found. <laughs> that is, the, out of all of these things, it's like it makes you feel really good. Okay, exercise and not boozing. I know if I put that in my life and take that out of my life, I'm gonna feel great. There's that famous quote: "Now you are what you eat." Well, you are what you eat. Eight. You eat. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eight. So that's the whole like, you know, if you're grass-fed meat, your oh, butcher's fed meat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so yeah, that I, I think if it actually makes you feel different, I just want to get some hacks. I know I always want the hacks, but like. Just, oh, you love a hack. I yeah. love a hack. Because I think, I, I think I've got a good understanding of nutrition, but I don't know... There, are, there must be millions of things that I'm not doing and I'm probably yeah. I'm like deficient in or something, whatever it is. I, hope, I actually hope our listeners can actually join... Let's, the thing about this structure of this year's Dog Dose podcast is mm. we're focusing on a theme every month and we, we want to give our listeners a chance to actually do it with us, right? So yeah, we, if there's any other diets that you guys feel you know like you want us to try you're trying actually mm. let us know because we're on this journey with you yeah that's the important thing this is a much more immersive style of podcast now i think that's the bit of feedback that i had it's like i like the fact that you guys bring up things that we're interested in and rela that's relatable to our lives mm. and it's not just you banging on about your fucking failed football career mm. <laughs> i reckon we should get mr broccoli on here to talk about it. who's that the that? guy that went on um piers morgan he was on piers morgan he said he's, he's a broccoli. Is he the one that dressed up as broccoli well yeah he claims to be a broccoli now so he's a broccoli Oh, so he actually is, you are what you eat, eh? Yeah, he is a broccoli, and Piers Morgan said, well, I'm going to be a penguin then. <laughs> what? Why the hell? Ooh. What's the point? How's he got well, famous? all this thing. Oh, you can, what is it? You can be what you want now, isn't it? You can be male, female, whatever. Uh, so it's, it's, oh, it's one of those sort one of, of those, like, fathers for justice, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a broccoli, so we could get a broccoli on the dog Fantastic, that's what everyone wants. Get the cow broccoli. broccoli. Think on that note. Yeah, fine. So look, really excited to yeah, get good chat. Tish Wonder. Uh, we're gonna have the other one's name. I've forgotten here. It doesn't we're, matter. Well, no, doesn't matter. We've still got a few to be, got, to be yeah. honest. We'll have at least three guests. Um, we're gonna talk about yeah, nutrition, vegan, uh, meat eaters. We're also gonna talk about body transformation you and know, habits and habits and how that affects you know how diet actually affects your how your body can change. Like you said, you want to see your abs, etc. Jesus how long Christ, that takes. That's so narcissistic. Uh, I just like to thank Ollie for the uh, the nice S effects in this podcast. Yes, thank you. You are, well, you, are, you are making a lot of lovely noises. I'm putting things down. I'm pouring drinks. Gee whiz. Throw my little well, around. Mate, pop the beer. Um, we're, we're getting Barbie wide now, mate. What was that? You're Australian. <laughs> we did well, but we're ending here. Oh, we're ending on a bad note. Um, um, thank you very much for listening as always. We really look forward to this year. And I hope you like our new art and song. Please let us know what you think. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, share, subscribe, and as always. always. Pod. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow us on our socials, at The Dog Days Pod. Leave us a comment, let us know what you think, and we'll see you next week.